Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Explain It Slowly, or in our last episode, with lots of energy and hyperness. <laughs> so, I've been watching uh, Love is Blind on Netflix. Uh-huh. And I think the whole world has started watching this for some reason. I guess Netflix decides to recommend it to everyone at once. Well, because it's the latest... People love drama, you know? Uh-huh. And so I started off watching the Japanese version. Did they have Menonpan? Did anyone gift Menonpan to each other? No, I don't um, think so. Mm-mm, no good. No. Anyways. <laughs> so I, I watched... I started off watching the Japanese version. And then afterwards, I, sw- I started watching the American first season. And I'm still not done with it. But the difference between the two is just phenomenal like the american one is so much drama there's so much like energy around everything and then the japanese one is like so like everyone is just so polite so conservative you know like everyone is just doesn't seem very exciting about love (laughs) and there's no drama and then like and if there is a drama it's like so toned down where it's like, okay, this is boring. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like add some spice to it. I, th- I think there's also that, like, there is a concept of arranged marriages, which is so, yeah. like, super common in Japan, especially as people get older and, like, did not happen to find a relationship along the way. Um, so maybe they just, like, brought that formula over and that made it boring. No, I think it's it's more of they're, they're not very, like, I would, I think saying open is the wrong word mm-hmm. but they're not very like expressive like you keep things to yourself you know mm-hmm. like you don't they didn't talk about sex you don't times. yeah you don't expose <laughs> things you don't go out and just publicly say like oh we're gonna sleep together you know and like the whole like 10 episode of the american version is just everyone's having like sexy time whereas the <laughs> japanese is like we can't even hold hands you know like holding hands is like oh my gosh we have to be engaged in order to hold hands people will know we're yeah. going out with each other yeah, like, it's such a different culture. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, sorry for the huge segment. I didn't watch any of it until the end, and I'm like, ooh, there's a lot of drama. I don't know who any of these the American people one. are. Uh, I kept getting them mixed up. I, Lynn was, like, exasperated with me, so I just stayed quiet and did my puzzle. Anyway, yeah, the American <laughs> one is just so much drama. But it's so funny, though. Like, all the drama is very funny. So, um I'll get to my question. I'm leading <laughs> up to it. So in in the the thing that I noticed in the Japanese version, whenever the guy proposed, like mm. they would give a girl a ring, and then I noticed like they bear. There's like you know in America, like we're all about like a lot of people are very like you know materialistic, and it's all about like how big the diamonds are, you know, and like oh comparing ring sizes, like you know, whatever. And like I noticed in the Japanese one, like. Barely any of those rings have a huge diamond on it, you know? And then the American version, like, they're, like, they're literally the size of, like, my thumb. (laughs) All the diamonds. And I'm just wondering, like, if it doesn't work out. And did any of these guys really spend money on buying a real diamond? And if it doesn't work out, like, do you get that diamond back? Or do you just lose that, you know? Because diamonds are expensive, right? Mm -hmm. So then... Lead, going to my question like how do you make diamonds are diamonds so cheap that like in the american show it's just like oh here's a you know five carat diamond that you know 
that I can just give to somebody that I know for just three days mm-hmm. and not get it back if it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, <laughs> let, let me preface this. How are with... diamonds made and are they like really cheap like, nowadays? Mm-hmm. <laughs> let me preface this with, uh, I do not subscribe to like diamonds and like the whole surrounding like oh the diamond needs to be big and all uh-huh. this because traditionally like a lot of people were exploited for diamonds and I don't think that's cool at all uh-huh. and like to me it's not worth it now uh in modern times we have a modern technology uh and that modern technology grants us the ability to make diamonds uh so if you are buying diamonds please 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 make sure that you are buying a synthetic diamond and a synthetic diamond is exactly the same as a real diamond. So don't, like, feel that, oh, because it's synthetic, it's not natural, and all that hubbub. Because what natural means is some poor person was exploited to get your diamond. Um, so don't don't get natural diamonds. Like, anytime you see natural diamonds, don't support that business. Um, like, go for synthetic diamonds, because they are diamonds. If you really, truly want a shiny thing that is called a diamond, like you can get it and it's made industrially and not an issue from like a global scale. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like diamond mining is very bad. Can't, are there even any more diamonds left to mine? I'm sure there are. Like they came, they were made like a long, long time ago, billion years ago, approximately. And they like slowly come up from the crust. So as we get more crust, there's more diamonds. We just might need to wait a few to hundred thousand years. If the, um, if the diamonds are there in the crust to like, I, I'm assuming that provides stability to our earth or our foundation. If we keep oh, no. mining it, will it, we collapse somehow? <laughs> that, like we just the, fall into the hole or? <laughs> that's going to be the new, uh, the new horror, um, our thriller movie of like, <laughs> oh, we overmine diamonds and now the crust is collapsing uh, because like it's all hollow inside. It turns out, and there's a giant turtle involved somehow, and nothing makes sense. Anyways, uh, so how are like how how are diamonds made in nature? And then we can go from there. Diamonds are made in nature when you have like pockets of like carbon deposit that are heated to a very high temperature to the point where the carbon can melt. And pressurized to a very high uh, pressure to the point where the carbon, like, atoms can form covalent bonds with each other and start growing a crystal. Okay? That can only happen, like, very deep in the earth, naturally. Mm. Um, And then once it's formed, it has to slowly come up uh, its way to the surface. And this is why you have pockets where diamonds can be found, because those are pockets where there were was high carbon concentration if that makes any sense mm-hmm. um and the diamonds are usually found within like rocks it's not like you sift through the earth and you have a beautifully carved diamond no it's like it's a rock it's a dirty like thing that you don't really notice it's a diamond until uh you polish it and then once you polish it you can get this like pretty crystalline thing that's very hard uh yada 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 that makes sense mm-hmm. okay so to make a diamond industrially uh we we need two ingredients basically the first ingredient is high temperature and pressure and that mimics what happens in the ground Uh, and the second ingredient is a seed diamond so anytime you ever try to like grow crystals if you ever did one of those crystal growing kits uh you always need a seed so the seed is where 
the crystal can like start building off of. If you don't have a seed, then you don't actually end up with a crystal. You just end up with a solution of like whatever it is. Same thing with like snow, for instance. So as water is condensing and then freezing in the air, if you don't have a seed to start the crystal off of, then you don't end up with a snowflake. Mm. Like as simple as that. So you need a piece of dust for water to like bind to. And then once the water freezes on that piece of dust, it has a structure that more water can just like start fitting in and like building itself on top of. So now, don't eat your snow. It's gross. There's dust involved. Like <laughs> at the center of every snowflake, there's a imperceivable amount of dust that you would have breathed in anyways if you were just walking around. Okay. okay so moving so on. eat your snow. <laughs> eat your snow just to make sure it's like still from the air and not peed on. Um, don't eat your snow. Um, what were we talking about? Okay, so diamonds. diamonds. Uh, diamonds are not like molecules that are forming a crystal. They are actual like atoms that need to form covalent bonds. And if you don't know what a covalent bond is, it's the strongest bond two atoms can make with each other. They basically uh, share an electron with each other. And one atom says, here's my electron. And the other atom says, here's mine. Uh, and they end up sharing those electrons. And by holding on to each other's electrons, they make a very strong mm-hmm. like chemical bond. Um, now, that requires a lot higher temperatures and pressures than like freezing snow does. Uh, so you need a special environment for it. So if you have a seed diamond, so we're talking about diamond the size of a speck of dust, um, probably a little larger will be easier to work with. Uh, you put this in a chamber where you can pump the pump the pressure of that chamber to a very high pressure, uh, and you'll like fill it with things that are high in carbon, like methane or uh, CO two. CO two doesn't work that well apparently, but methane works great. Uh, CO2 does not work very well because oxygen holds on to the covalent bond a little more than hydrogen does. Uh, so hydrogen is a little easier to like pick off. So as you raise the pressure, you can raise the heat as well of this environment. And the methane will start to like melt. And you will get to a point where... It doesn't melt, like that, that's the wrong word to say because it's a gas, but uh, you will turn it into a plasma. Basically, you will give it so much energy that all the electrons that are kind of hanging around the atoms, they're like, I don't really want to hang out here anymore. I'm just going to go, wee. Uh, and once that electron goes, wee, uh, the whole thing starts glowing and stuff. Uh, and it's pretty, just like plasma balls. Um, but uh, the main thing that you get out of this is you have free carbon atoms that want to go somewhere. So those carbon atoms, the most obvious place for them to go is attached to that seed crystal. Mm. And they're going to start arranging themselves in a very orderly fashion because there's only like an optimal place for a carbon to like go next to other carbons. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have the pressure high enough, instead of something like graphene, uh, you will make uh, a very peculiar like quad quad covalent bond so basically carbon is very unique in that it can make four covalent bonds with other carbons um so it makes a very structurally sound like crystal um you need to do this process slowly so it takes anywhere from like 10 days to two to three weeks to grow like a one carat crystal um and you need to do this because if you if you do it too fast the crystal is going to basically form from two sides at once 
And then if it crashes into each other, it's going to crack. Okay. So you want it to form from the center, not haphazardly. Mm-hmm. So you do this slowly, so that way it slowly makes a larger and larger clump of diamond. Um, and then once you're done with this process, you have a diamond. Um, and then you can go up ahead and polish this and do whatever you need to do. So it's not... It's not shiny. It's it's pretty dull and um I don't kind of like kind of like glass when you break glass. Frost, so I would say this is more akin to frosted glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So to make it shiny, uh, what you'd basically need to do is cut the the diamond according to one of its facets. So if you imagine, um, like a honeycomb, right? Uh-huh. You can visualize a honeycomb. There's like these hexagons. And it is symmetric in like three different ways, right? So if you were to slice along one of those facets, you get a nice clean edge, right? Uh-huh. And that allows light to enter and exit very cleanly. Yeah. Okay. So the same thing happens with diamonds um, as well. When you're cutting it, you essentially want to cut it according to these edges. Now, atoms are like super small, so you can be like very not good at this to get something that's like clear and shiny. Um, so it's not like it has to be perfect with the crystal, but that's the idea behind getting something that's like polished and shiny and reflects light, um, is you are hitting against those facets of the actual crystal. Um, and it turns out if you were to snap the crystal, if you were to like actually shard it, you'll get exactly along one of those lines because it's going to create like a zipper effect Mm. where as you pull the zipper, it kind of splits. Yeah. So that's going to happen along the big blocks of diamond that are attached to each other. If you break one covalent bond and start forcing it apart, the covalent bonds are going to break one after another, just like tearing fabric or um, undoing a zipper kind of thing. Uh, So that tends to happen automatically without you really paying too much attention. Um, so when they do polish the diamond, that's what they need to do. So I would assume, I've never seen this, so I would assume that you start off with like a sphere of like frosted glass looking stuff. Yeah. Um, because that's just the natural thing of, actually, no, if it's a crystal, it's probably going to be like a cube. You'll get a cube like structure out of it. And since it is a crystal, it probably will be shiny from the get go. So I take it back everything I said. I, I, As probably, you grow crystal, they're shiny. Like crystals that grow, they're shiny. So the diamond crystal is going to be no different. Okay. Right? That makes sense. I don't know. Cool. I'm going with it. Um, uh, so yeah, that's how you make a diamond, like a diamond for jewelry, I would say. Now, diamonds have a ton of other industrial uses, and you don't need them anywhere that big. Like you don't need a big thing at all. Uh, for the industrial uses. Generally, this is like things like saws, polish, um, all sorts of uh, neat things. And for this, you need very small spec-sized diamonds. So you might be wondering, well, like, how do you get those diamonds? You buy a one quart and just, like, smash it with a hammer? Is that how you get it? Um, and although you could get it that way, that would be very expensive. Uh, there's a much easier way to do this. And the easier way involves getting carbon powder, which is basically, like, coal um or charcoal kind of thing uh and if you put it in something akin to a hydraulic press you can start off the process of making very small seed diamonds by putting it under a lot of pressure like mechanical pressure and a lot of temperature as a result of it compressing so as you squeeze something it gets hotter um just like a can of compressed air when you squeeze it the can gets colder because it's decompressing So if you were to compress something, it will get hotter. Mm -hmm. Um, So as you compress this carbon powder, 
you essentially raise it to very high temperatures, like 7,000 degrees Fahrenheit or something. Um, you raise it to very high pressures, and you f basically force the atoms of carbon that are next to each other, and you tell them, hey, you're kind of far apart from each other. Go closer, go closer, go closer. And once they reach a certain dif uh, distance from each other, they're like, oh, hey, uh, my name's Carbon A. Uh, nice to meet you, Carbon B. Uh, do you want to make a covalent bond? And they're like, sure. So they make a... a <laughs> A covalent bond, <laughs> and you end up with with um, with a, a seed diamond, and you get a bunch of these seed diamonds all at once through this process because you have like a large mechanical surface that you're working with, um, and those seed diamonds, I, I guess you sift them. I don't know what you do with them at that point, but it's very cheap to make tons of them, and all of those diamonds go to industrial use, which, as I mentioned, saws, polish, anything where you need something very hard. And because diamonds are very unique in that they make those four covalent bonds, they're very structurally sound. Like, they don't like to break down very easily. Um, so they're excellent for industrial use. And then I guess a few of those go to the to the uh, jewelry manufacturing facilities where they use a different method of, like, plasmifying these carbon gases and then make seed diamonds or make larger diamonds from that. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of, like, using a hydraulic press, like... Basically, yeah. But I'm thinking, like, when you have something there and you're squishing down on it, wouldn't it just, like, want to start from the center and just sort of, like, travel outward? So how do you... Contain it? Contain it so that it stays in the center for it to get closer. I mean, I'm thinking of the idea, you're pushing down on it, it's going to want it to disperse, so get farther away from each other. Yeah, so... Uh, there are these very special uh, machines that are made to do this. And I think you can get it done with like a very large hydraulic press. Like there's only so much oh, so the hydraulic... carbon that's at the, at the middle can like escape. So hydraulic press is not the right one. No, you can. You you can do it with a hydraulic press. And I think there are some places that would manufacture with this. That said, there is a different technique um, that's used. Um, and it still works like a hydraulic press in which you pressurize oil and the oil pushes on stuff to, to make stuff go squish. Um, and instead of a flat piece that's kind of going down onto a table. Yeah. Okay. So instead of that, um, you have basically four or eight quadrants of a dome. Okay. So if you were to like split a, a, a sphere, uh, down the middle along the center and then down off the side, you get like eight quadrants basically um so you can fill the center of this with um uh carbon and then as this thing gets compressed by oil from all sides it will kind of pressure the very center of it more than anything so that whatever's at the very center can't really escape anymore because it's stuck in that in that sphere does that okay. make sense so if you can kind of visualize squeezing a sphere, kind of like the Earth, I guess, would squeeze diamonds, except that doesn't happen anywhere close to the center of the Earth. It's all in the crust. So you are so you are using this press to squeeze it towards a center. Yeah. You're not just squeezing it from top to bottom. Yeah, like... exactly. Um, if you were doing it top to bottom, you can make a tool for the hydraulic press where you, like, have a rod that enters a cylinder. Yeah, you cylinder. have to contain yeah. the thing. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, generally, if if you don't do this at home, it doesn't explode into a fiery mess of shrapnel and stuff. But yeah, yeah don't do this at home. Like, there, need there, big machines for diamonds. There is a guy on YouTube that his 
all he does is oh the hydraulic press channel that's very fun yeah all he does is compress his stuff and he has compressed like he has compressed diamonds before like uh-huh. he he got an actual diamond and he just want to see what would i what would happen if i just crushed this diamond it crushes um <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's not invincible like people tend to make in uh in sci-fi lore of like diamond thread it's like no diamond thread would not work um diamond thread yeah, like the strongest kind of silk thread that you oh, can make. Oh, really? Yeah, but it's like, there's no way that would be useful, if that makes sense. Um, it would be very shiny. It might be very shiny, and you might be able to, like, saw with it, I guess. Yeah, and cut. Um, and cut, but yeah, I don't, it wouldn't be very strong, like, from a thread point of view. Um, but yeah, so that's how you make diamonds industrially, and that's how I would hope a lot of jewelers sell their diamonds that they go ahead and use and uh you can go ahead and change the color at this point to make all sorts of fancy colors um because you control the whole process you can put in in perfections to make it more but then natural it, looking but it's not diamond anymore if you add in color no if it's 99 percent carbon then it's still diamond so then is it cheap oh i have no clue but it only takes like <laughs> 20 days to make so it can't be that expensive Per machine, so I would assume a manufacturer has more than a single machine, and uh, they're able to pump these out. Or maybe in the single machine, you can grow multiple diamonds. I didn't even think of that. Like, why not? Yeah, just make a big one and then like cut the cut just it in half. Cut, yeah. Oh no, I was saying make multiple smaller ones all at once. Like if you imagine a oh you have just have sheet, lots of you put yeah. multiple cookies on it, right? You don't just bake one cookie in your oven. Yeah. So like you put multiple seeds, and then you just kind of pump but it then, and you grow it slowly. Would those individual seeds want to attract towards each other as well? No, they're separate. (laughs) They're not like magnetically attracted. (laughs) You were talking, we were talking like the atomic scale, like a very small little thing, Uh, uh, kind of like depositing itself on the, on these, to make these crystals. So it is most definitely not going to magically attract itself to (laughs) to the other one. To be a bigger diamond. Yeah. I imagine the bigger trouble, like if you're just starting off on this, it's like you turn on the the pressure for the methane and it blows your seeds out from where they were. You're like, no, uh, my seeds. <laughs> I'm sure you can make another one. Oh yeah, I think I think you're fine at that point. So, oh, uh, as like a final note, the the whole reason I know all of this uh, is you looked it up. <laughs> no, because um, my mom had a fascination with like spy movies, and there's always that. Every now and then when oh, yeah. these movies come out, there's always that scene where uh, there's a heist and they heist a bag of diamonds. And, the, and then it's always like they manage to escape the scene. They're on this little rowboat in the middle of the ocean somewhere. And then like the guy whips out, see, I managed to save the bag of diamonds. But then something happens and, and then the bag drop drops in the ocean. Yeah. I don't know, like some convoluted thing. But Or you're on top of the plane and then you're mm-hmm. like, I got it. And then a turbulence come by and then you drop the bag of diamonds everywhere. So my mom always like uh, fantasized about this, like having a bag of diamonds is like the coolest thing. So um, one day when I when I uh, get her a bag of coal, when I <laughs> carbon, <laughs> <laughs> it's a make your own diamond kit. Uh, so yeah, one one day when I'm like filthy rich, I can I can commission a bunch of of uh, synthetic diamonds to be made for her, and they'll be all cubes because like cubes. <laughs> I'm not going to go through the trouble polishing that um so she's gonna get some a bunch of cubes 
Then, um, then that's not the point then. But they're diamonds. You can taste them. They'll taste but, like diamond. But people are, you know, superficial and they want the actual like diamond shape. What what shape is that? Is that even So like the the We call it a diamond shape, but the mm-hmm. thing is a diamond shape isn't just like that. Like there's more to the shape you know like mm-hmm. there's different cuts there's like, a whole bunch of facets and stuff yeah yeah it's they get fancy with it to make it all sparkly sparkly yeah um and yeah a cube is a cube but a cube is cool so one day in the distant distant future if i uh play every card right and trade my accumulated wealth for a bag of diamonds and then that will be that i can i can panic in the what middle of the ocean waste. as i drop it and <laughs> <laughs> nearly lose everything that sounds so wasteful mm-hmm. just having a bag of diamonds yeah not to mention it's not actually worth anything because people can just make more diamonds so yeah it's not like a constrained resource of anything so if you are buying diamonds uh like do know that you're being like very much ripped off for what it is uh so if you want a pretty stone that's shiny uh consider going for a stone that is pretty and shiny like as the first feature that you're looking for rather than oh the prestige of a diamond if mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah uh so to to end this like there are tons of pretty colors like why limit yourself to like boring clear like we have we invented windows we got plenty of boring clear <laughs> go for colors <laughs> like the there's same. a whole bunch of like pretty colors um almost every like stone uh is like something that we can like manufacture readily like, oh, a ruby, that's, like, so fancy. Like, your the lens on your cell phone camera is made out of sapphire, which is the same exact thing. Um, so, yeah, we can make all of this industrially. Don't go for any natural stuff that is exploiting people unfairly. Uh, and, yeah. But how else do you show off your wealth? You don't. <laughs> you just don't. Then what's the point of having a diamond? You just don't. <laughs> Like I'm sorry, I don't I don't understand it. <laughs> well, the whole point is to show off how much money you have is by having a big diamond, is it not? But that diamond is worthless, so it doesn't make sense. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it hurts your brain to. That's <laughs> none of it makes sense. No. Anyways, uh, yeah, share none of share all of this nonsensical stuff with your friends and family, so then they don't like buy diamonds. I don't know. It's like horrible. Like. Why do people want natural diamonds? It's, it's just sad. Don't no, do it. the same thing can be said about everything. I mean, why do you do something, you know? Yeah, but it's like... you want something when it's horrible? Yeah, don't don't want horrible things. Let's <laughs> make it easy. <laughs> I mean, why do you eat when eating makes you fat? Because you want it, <laughs> you know? Okay, uh, we're stopping this here before logic makes a full turnaround and then, like... <laughs> Suddenly, everything, nothing makes sense. Um, But yeah, (laughs) thanks everyone for listening. Bye.